Welcome, welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go live to go over what has been going on with the local real estate market. What can you expect in terms of the data and some forecasts of what I think will likely happen moving forward? This is a live show, so all of your questions and comments are very important to me. So if you have any questions when you're watching this or if you're watching this when it's after it's being recorded, then feel free to leave it a comment, leave a comment below, and I will certainly get to it as soon as possible. Well, let's go over the big news of the week. FHFA government to back mortgages up to $970,000 in 2022. So what does this mean when, a, when the Federal Housing Finance Agency has announced a baseline conforming loan limit to a higher amount? It means you can have a lot of more flexible options with lower percent down. So everybody's been saying, oh, how do I save enough? How do I be able to afford it? Do the math, actually, when it comes to what your loans are. are. I did a, a reel not too long ago, but to give you a sense, you can get about a $300,000 loan, which would be equivalent to about $1,300 a month uh, in terms of your loan payment. So let's say you did this, this number, $900,000 loan. You're probably looking at around $4,500 a month, which, as you can imagine, a lot of condos and a lot of places that are those higher-end uh, apartment livings, like Plenty in Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, Mountain View, Palo Alto, you're renting like a one- or two-bedroom between four to 6000 a month. That's equivalent to about $1.2 million loan. So don't go to me and be like, oh, I can't afford it, when you can afford such a massive amount, which has no upside there is no appreciation there is no tax benefits you're not using a, a low loan so just keep in mind of that like once it increases now this means that you can still buy up with five percent down for up to these values and this is for the loan size so equivalent about a million dollar a place with as little as five percent down so there are lots of condos all over the bay area even in prime locations that have that amount um, so I suspect it will certainly help the condo market, especially with these kind of flexibilities. So this is going to be in, in place in 2022, which is just, surprising enough, one month away from now. Next, let's go talk about some further news. Meta, formerly Facebook, leases huge tech campus in Sunnyvale. But wait, I thought they were just going to go remote. I thought they don't need office space. I thought you thought doesn't matter what you guys think. It's the truth. It's all about what the companies think. And the fact is they have continued to expand like crazy and they will continue to expand like crazy. This is another 719,000 square feet. They have not shrank any of their office spaces at all. They have also expanded uh, their offices next to Burlingame. If anybody is familiar with that area around Burlingame, that is where their AR, VR team, their Oculus team actually is. So it gives you a sense. They're just expanding everywhere, right? I mean, they're expanding everywhere. They're growing like crazy. But keep in mind, a company like Facebook that has, in a sense, infinite money, which they do, they're printing money. Look at where they're buying and where they're leasing space. Same as before. Nothing has changed. You think there's more flexibility? Nothing has changed. Still in Sunnyvale. Still in Burlingame. Still the most expensive areas in the Bay Area. Those areas continue to be extremely crowded. It's just, it is what it is. Follow these companies. Follow what they're doing because it shows you exactly 
how they're thinking of their space. They on one end they will allow more flexibility, but ask yourself this: Why don't you just expand in the East Bay? Why don't they just expand in Pleasanton, Dublin? Why don't they just expand in like Concord, where the rent and the space is a third of the cost here? At the end of the day, these tech companies and these companies are growing like crazy. They want to be in the prime locations. They know top talent ends up to be in the prime location. They're willing to pay top dollar for talent. And so you see this happening over and over and over again. But you don't hear these announcements on the East Bay or the Contra Costa County. Follow the money. Follow how these companies are thinking. And people will do extremely well when it comes to their real estate investing. Next, Bay Area Wealth fuels record second home purchases. Make no mistake, even though COVID is almost two years in now, most people in the in the Bay Area have benefited extremely well because of the industries that they're in. Those that are in tech have made more money than they have ever made in their life. They're whether salary-wise, bonus-wise, stock-wise, you're you're seeing that. And what does that mean, though? You're seeing increases in secondary homes across the across the country, not just the Bay Area. So whether it was Lake Tahoe has done extremely well, Napa area has done well. And what you also will see, there's many players that get involved. There's a company called Picasso that allows uh, shared use of secondary homes. I have a video that you can check in on my YouTube channel. Maybe I'll put it on the link here. And so those are good uh, ways to get exposure to the secondary market without actually owning it. But others may just simply just own it because they could just live there a few times uh, a year or even many weeks, uh, many days a week. And it's a great area. Obviously, it's it's amazing living in an area like Napa. Uh, that lifestyle is very different than the hustle in the Bay Area. But they have plenty of money. So they're like, why not? Many are also divesting from stocks. That's the biggest question and the biggest thing that I'm getting personally at this stage is, you know, I have so much money all concentrated in one company, whether it's Facebook, Google, uh, Microsoft, Amazon, uh, it could be Tesla. And they're like, you know what? This is probably too much exposure in one asset, not just one asset, one company. And so many are also going through the journey right now to divest. Let's get some exposure into real estate. Let's upgrade our homes. Let's do this and that. So very, very important, especially as they keep accumulating a lot of wealth in their companies. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to keep happening. Um, doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. Next, Big North San Jose office building land, Silicon Valley buyer. District 237 Tech Campus in San Jose keeps attracting investors. What's really interesting is District 237. For those that you know, and you must have seen it all the time, I think there's a few companies that have the leases right now. But for a while, it's been it's been vacant and been open. But when you don't see a, a brand on top of the building, it doesn't mean it's not there's not something actually going on in the background, right? Sometimes they actually wanted vacant because they're trying to sell the, the, the building itself to another investor who then can figure out what they want to do next. So commercial is very different than it comes to like residential because they can afford to, to spend years if they wanted to finding the right tenant, but also just sitting on it because most of these are big companies anyways with, as you can see, tons of money. I mean, this, this company paid $35 million for a building like wild, right? Just absolutely wild. And for many of you guys, you have, may have seen it being vacant and empty. 
this is where the brocade used to be. I think now it's a Micron. There's a there's a Chick-fil-A here, which is very popular. Uh, they have some little shopping areas there. And then they have various different companies. I think like there's like a CKD or something. And there's uh, there's some other like random companies uh, along this corridor. But you can see like big moves are still happening. Right? People still see opportunities uh, as investors. So don't be surprised. Just because you see a vacant does not mean there's not some activity happening in the background. And whenever a deal is made, it's it takes a while. So they may have been working along um, all this time. So just something to be uh, mindful of if you ever do see vacant buildings, which is, there isn't many in the Bay Area. So clearly office space is still has done very well in the San Francisco Bay Area as class A opportunities. Fremont Tech Complex near big Facebook sites lands buyer. Uh, so for Facebook, they have always been, they've had offices in Newark because it's so close across the bridge. Across the bridge is Menlo Park. So it made sense for them to test it and expand that office. And I think they're still expanding it. I don't, I don't know if they're growing that quickly because if you actually take a look at who is actually housed there, it's generally not engineers. They're generally more sales, general admin um, types of uh, individuals that are stationed out there, which makes sense. Um, they can expand it there. Their, their hubs for innovation and for technology continues to still be their corporate campuses along with what you saw previously. But what makes it interesting is what if other companies may want to expand there? And there are other companies there already. So it's a good opportunity for others to land to take talent from one another. And this is why I'm still pretty bullish around Google Village. I mean, initially uh, I thought, you know, there's a chance that they wouldn't actually even get done. Uh, and there's still a chance that it won't get done. But if it did get done, then a lot of other companies will expand around there. I mean, take a look at Sunnyvale Moffett Field. Initially it was Google that started there, Google Cloud. But this drive through it, if you wanna see for yourself, Google Cloud probably is not the biggest player there anymore. My guess is probably Amazon. There's so many Amazon buildings if you go a little bit deeper. Google Cloud, you can easily see on the uh, freeway off 237, but, uh, but Amazon is deep and they have many, many buildings. I think probably at least 15 plus buildings and they're all huge. So something to be mindful of, like once there is a big tech company that may have decided to make a move there, you will likely see others that will just grow nearby so they can poach talent and take people from uh, you know one company to another. So it's good for it's good for engineers, good for uh, developers, good for those that work in those companies because right now the job market is continues to be absolutely on fire. At the same time, I do want to I want to point out to be cautious when you're investing and when you are especially investing in development projects or other cases. I mean, look at this. This Silicon Sage has been going on for some time. And the, the reality is this has been a very strong real estate market, right? I mean, across the board, we've been over this for, for, for months now, for years now. It's been a very strong market. And this is an unfortunate one because this is pure fraud because there's no way that you would lose money in this market because even if you miscalculated things, the market has actually increased. So it would have been fine either way. However, obviously you can't, I mean, well, you maybe could detect some signs of fraud. And, and apparently some people got their entire retirement funds uh, wiped out. So like anything else, 
it's just being careful, right? Like even if something is doing very well, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, whether it's crypto, it's it's probably always a good idea to divest, to have some exposure to other assets and not to go all in, even though the returns of that may be crazy. And in this case, they may have been promising really good returns, especially relative to what these retired people may have earned. So be mindful of that. Um, be wary of that. Do your due diligence. If something sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true from a third party investment side of things. Right. So just be mindful of that. Always ask for references, ask for how they deal with bound markets. Um, it's going to save you guys a lot of time, because if you think about it, think about this. They lost millions of dollars. Let's say you were an investor. You put a million bucks in. Right. And they say, you know what? My return of capital is high. Let's say it's 20 percent, which is very, very good. Right. And so you have the opportunity for your million dollars to earn 200,000, which is like, oh, man, that's amazing. That's an amazing return. But you have to also understand what is your downside? What is your potential downside and what is the risk? It all depends on the asset that you invest in. In this case, for these types of projects, especially development projects, there is a very real risk that it goes to zero because it's all being built from scratch is what it is, even if it wasn't mismanaged and wasn't fraud. And so there's a lot of risk there to get it done. Now, it's different if it was like you invest in an apartment complex because it's already running, right? It's already cash. It already has cash flows. It already has tenants. It might not earn as much because your upside may be quote unquote more limited, but your risk is certainly different. So when you look at the returns, you have to also accommodate and understand that it needs to be relative to the type of project it is. And development projects are the ones that have a very not good likelihood, but it, there is a likelihood that it can go to zero because many of these people are also heavily leveraged. Keep that in mind. A lot of these developers, they don't even put any of their own money into the project. So you also want to confirm that. Are they putting their own skin in the game, like real skin in the game, or are they just fully raised from other people? So they have no risk. Like in this case, yeah, that this is a really bad case. It was a fraud, but if they actually just couldn't perform, you know, you may be out of luck and uh, they may be able to get away with it. I know a lot of projects are happening right now and the market is good. Never mind if the market declines or if there's a change. So be mindful of that. Be be careful. That's uh, my, my last kind of comment there. Okay, let's talk about the data itself. San Mateo County. You can look at the number of new listings, 85 new listings this week, 101 contingent pending in San Mateo County. You can take a look at the prices. You can disregard December for now, but November was a very strong month, very close to the highs of June. And my guess is maybe we will probably break that as people continue to return back to these prime locations. It was a fantastic opportunity at the end of summer. But uh, we have clearly seen a very big increase. So be mindful of that and put in that premium as you compare to homes in the previous months. Condos and townhomes, though, very different story. It's been pretty flat all year, all year round. It's likely to be that way, in my opinion, moving forward. Santa Clara Residential, 281 on the market this week. That's a big amount more than what we had uh, last time. It's still lower than the previous weeks and months, but be mindful, we are in December. This is normal. You will anticipate that. However, for those that have been hoping for a discount uh, for the holidays, I think this year is probably not going to be that way. 
unfortunately. If you look at the last five years, it was. December and January ended up to be some of the lowest price points of the year. But I it does not seem to be that way, given what I see with my open houses. I do have a listing, 1190 Myrtle Drive, Sunnyvale. Probably be the last weekend this weekend. So, But um, in general, the trend is not the same as it was before. Uh, I think there's a lot of activity, a lot of people interested in uh, homes, especially during the holidays. You're not really traveling or going anywhere. There's still a lot of people looking. So you can see prices have also increased, not as much as it was in San Mateo County of recovering back to the highest points, but the momentum is still upwards. Condos and townhomes, you have a mild increase. There has been an increase. I think if you compare January to now, it's about a 10% increase. So making no mistakes, condos and townhomes do increase. They just don't increase as much, but it still has done well for those individuals. Alameda County, 273 new listings, 173 contingent pending. The price point, as you can see, has been relatively flat through the year. But you can see October, November was a big increase. So be mindful of that when you compare the previous two months into what a bid would be for November for Alameda County. Condos and townhomes has done well continues to increase throughout the months. It's been fairly consistent. Take a look at San Francisco. We'll wrap up with San Francisco. I want to point out a couple of things of San Francisco. San Francisco for single families, similar trajectories. Like you see the same trends across the board, similar trends. You can see November figures are the second highest of the year. It's almost the same levels as June. I think December will likely break that or be close to the highest figures. But take a look at the condo market. It's very interesting. The condo market in November was actually the highest all year round, right? So for those that have kept thinking of this discount, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of my clients have been interested in actually purchasing again in San Francisco. I think this year I've already helped at least four or five clients buy a condo in San Francisco. So the move is real and the price you can see is real. So for those that have been on the fence and still kind of thinking of it, you may argue this is a good time to get in. You have already seen that it has been picking up. You're not catching the dagger when it's falling anymore, but you also had missed a little bit of that opportunity, and it is going up, as you can see. You can see November was the highest of the year so far. So something to be mindful of as you explore options. Well, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions or any thoughts, please reach out anytime. You can text me on my number below, 408-547-4590. You can text me about getting an evaluation of your home. You can text me with any properties that you want my, my analysis for. I always do this for all of my clients before they go see the place so that they're saving time, um, especially and also setting the right expectations. And so I'm always happy to do a free consultation. We'll go over the strategies. We'll also go over where should you be looking with your price point. Hope this was helpful. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.